0: Joining me today on the podcast is Jessica Dunyon. She is the director of Go-To-Market Strategy and Infor, and she is doing some awesome work here at HR Tech around engagement. So Jessica, thanks for jumping on. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Sherry. So let's start with this topic of engagement. So often it sits only in HR. Is that where it should sit, or should we think more broadly about who owns engagement?
1: Well, traditionally we've thought that... That's where it goes because I think nobody else wanted to deal with it. So we'll just shove it off into HR. They're the ones that are going to do the surveys and collect the data. And managers and leaders that are sprinkled throughout the organization, we'll get our training from HR. That's good enough for engagement.
0: Have you seen that ideology change as a result of the pandemic? Um,
1: You know, that ideology is changing more as we move out of this industrial revolution, this industrial revolution 4.0, and move into what I really am calling where people are, I don't want to call it the woke generation, but we're much more in touch With mental health and overall well-being, so the pandemic absolutely had an effect on that. Where we saw so many people be impacted in you know a lot of different ways. Whether it was now they're working from home, they're dealing with childcare, maybe they can't even go to work because they're sick. Um, So that engagement has really everybody's put their arms around each other as we've gone through this pandemic together. And, you know, really, it's about survival. I don't know that any of us are really thriving right now. We're all just surviving. And I think that that is part of what has made engagement bubble up to the top as to, you know, I want to know how you're feeling today as opposed to what you're getting done
0: One of the things you talked about in your session is this idea around an engagement dividend. Can you talk a little bit more about what that is?
1: Absolutely. The engagement dividend is what the business outcomes are as a result of your engagement programs at your company. So whether that's uh, you know, operations, um, you know through an annual survey, through a, pers- a, a poll survey, whether that's people getting paid on time, whether that's uh, people feeling like they've got support at work and the tools that they need for the job. Are we as employers meeting employees where they want to be met at that point of need? Um, that engagement dividend is just a measure. It's an overall measure and it could be a bunch of different things. Are you saving money on training? Are you getting a faster time to value with your new hires by using the same software across your enterprise? Are you getting better data and sharing that data in real time to help engage your employees. And, you know, we all want to do work that's meaningful. We want to do work that matters. It doesn't matter if we're an accountant, if we're the CFO, if we're hosting a podcast, if we're processing protein. You know, I sat in a, a session yesterday where the CHRO of Tyson Foods talked about their attrition and their retention rates and just so incredible, at you know, where... Where people find value and where they want to work and um, just bringing that all home into what, how, what, what's the score? Am I winning? Am, am I overall winning as a business? It's not just about the, the percentages of who feels good at work today. It's how much money are we making? Are we profitable? Do people understand what our business mission is? Do they understand that across business units, whether they're in Seattle or Florida?
0: We collect so much data when it comes to engagement. Just like you said, there's a bunch of different places. And a lot of times we lean into that annual engagement survey as being the one tool we use. Is that enough? Should we be gathering data differently? Engagement is something that
1: happens every single day. When we do it on an annual basis, it turns into a how did I feel in the last couple of weeks? Our brains are really not capable of thinking back much further than two to six weeks. And if you're me, and after this week, it's two to six days. (laughs) But, you know, if we only do that once a year and we're only checking in with our employees once a year, there can be so much that skews that data. Perhaps it's their birthday. Perhaps it's their anniversary. Maybe they just got back from a vacation. Maybe they just finished a really successful project. Maybe a project just tanked. Um, maybe they had a death in the family. All of those things outside of work can affect that engagement survey. And so if you're only collecting that data once and you're not aggregating it and looking at highs and lows and throwing those out, you don't really have a true look at what's going on inside of your organization.
0: It's such a good point to think about those moments that employees have. I would also add in, moments where employers might get something wrong in their environment. Maybe you had a really bad execution of something and then you do an engagement survey right after that. You better believe that your data is going to be skewed based on that lack of change management in that moment. So I really appreciate you giving some of those examples because we got to be more cognizant of when we're asking these questions, I think, and not to skew the information. It's about repetition and consistency.
1: Absolutely, it's kind of like weight loss. You know, the the scale can fluctuate, but you know, five pounds in either direction—it's about that. You know, ninety days, a year, that consistency. Where are we getting? Where are we getting traction? Where are we losing traction?
0: What do you think is the biggest factor impacting employee engagement? And that's such a big question because I know it could be very specific to an industry or to an individual. But is there things that HR professionals should really be focusing on? Is Um, those big impact items? I think
1: the biggest factor impacting engagement today is leadership or a lack of. And uh, especially where we've moved to these hybrid work types and we've even made the gap between what I'll call an hourly employee and a salaried employee even larger than it was before. And engagement is so critical when we think about that hourly frontline employee. Most of us who are salaried, we're already engaged. We're already bought in. We've got education. Like It's a career for us. In a lot of cases, hourly employees are seeking that career still, or hourly employees are still seeking that career path, and they're looking to move in to a path or a pathway, I think is what Josh Burson called it yesterday, people fall into jobs and it's just kind of what they do for the rest of their life and so the key to engagement is leadership and we're all leaders inside of our organization, whether, you know, I've got a fancy title of director, I don't actually have any direct reports. And what that does for me is it gives me the opportunity to do my best work every single day without necessarily having to manage people. So leadership in, a, in and of itself, those skills that are, they're kind of considered soft skills. Those are critical across the organization. And when, The reason why that's not just an HR role is because how often do most people interact with HR leaders in their organization? Especially if you think about an hourly workforce, their direct relationship is with their manager. And if that manager is not a good leader, and it might not even be that their fault, they're not getting training, they're not getting support from their manager, from their leadership. So if they're not getting that support and those insights... Uh, leadership is a critical piece of engagement. And I think that's what's really lacking. And I think some of it is lacking because of the fact that we're surviving and not thriving. Really hard to hone leadership skills when we're struggling with work and home.
0: I mean, that's such a good point. I, I think about even the work we're doing here, recording a podcast, we've we're managing not only kind of our day jobs back in the office and checking email and making sure that our guests are prepared to jump on the podcast. And, you know, that's just a very small view of, of my world. But you're absolutely right. We are kind of inundated with all these things we have to pay attention to. And then we're like, hey, why aren't you engaged? Why aren't you focused? Why aren't you excited about what we're doing here at work? Um, and maybe you have a manager who only talks to you about execution, never checks in with you About how things are going. How do we help our managers connect the dots between those check in moments and real empathy and how that has a direct impact on engagement and even one step more, the bottom line?
1: Technology is certainly an enabler for that, but nothing replaces a conversation, whether that's face-to-face, over the phone, or even a chat or an instant message. Recognition goes a long way, whether that's from your manager or from a colleague. I think there's data from OC Tanner that says that people that are recognized at work are you know, within the last seven days are 300% more likely to feel engaged in their work and we'll have to check that stat. I might be making that up, but there is some data certainly there and it doesn't have to come from your manager. That all comes from everybody's a leader, recognizing everybody around you. And so technology can certainly be a driver for that and it keeps everybody kind of aligned on the same page. I think a lot of times people aren't engaged because they simply don't know what they don't know. It can feel really obvious to some of us for X, Y, or Z reason. Why didn't you know that? Well, because I didn't know. I wasn't here that day. Um, my wife had a baby. I, I missed the memo. Um, I don't know how many times we've had a I missed the memo moment. But once you're educated, you're educated. And so I think I forgot the second part of your question there. Um, The technology would be the driver. What was the second part of your question? I forgot.
0: Um, Just really about how, you know, managers can connect the dots that focusing on engagement and having empathy will affect their success from a business perspective. I
1: think that it's critical for managers to remember that they're people first and that their people are also people. None of us are superhuman. And... That's one thing that I think the pandemic has done for a lot of us is reminded us all that we're human, that we only have a certain number of hours in the day, uh, given ourselves a lot of grace and permission to be who we are. And so when managers approach people like people... The outcomes can really be incredible when employees feel like their manager cares about them and is vested in them regardless of the type of work they're doing. You know, we put a hierarchy on nurses in healthcare because they're out there saving lives and, you know, nurses are certainly experiencing a lot of burnout. Um, We're seeing the great resignation, right, where people are moving and changing jobs. So it's more important and more critical than ever for managers and leaders in an organization regardless of role to reach a cross the aisle and make those inroads with employees because the outcomes themselves, you know, you're gonna have lower attrition, you're gonna have lower overall costs for training, you get the right people in the right place at the right time when they need to be there. And that's all about meeting employees where they're at, you know, and it's really what it comes down to is feeling heard. And that you have an opportunity to make an impact in that organization on it, even if it's not daily, you know, on, on a weekly, monthly, annual basis, so that you feel like the work that you're doing matters.
0: I want to talk a little bit about what you said about feeling heard. You know, as we HR practitioners read through engagement surveys, we have to digest that information and pull out the nuggets of value. And sometimes it's very interesting. For example, you know, a lot of times on an engagement survey, you'll see a couple of things come to the top. I'm not paid enough. I don't have enough benefits. Those are pretty typical across the board all the time, no matter how the company's doing, how you're feeling, those things will come up. So how do you go into a serving and really glean from it? These are the things I need to work on yeah, compensation right now is very low or it's something we need to tackle or this is kind of noise and not address it. Do you have any advice on that? It's all about asking questions that
1: get to the real issues. Are people truly not being paid enough. I mean, there's data that you can benchmark data so we can compare salaries and whatnot. But it kind of goes back to some of those Gallup questions even. Do I have a best friend at work? Do I have the opportunity to do what I do best every day? Do I feel like I make a difference at work? Those things make a huge difference when it comes to the engagement piece. It's not just about you know, the comments I think are important and grabbing the word cloud and seeing what bubbles up to the top. And some of that is, uh, can be addressed through better messaging from the company. And if there's a true problem there that can be addressed through data, then that's something that they can certainly solve at the point. But as far as getting excellent engagement, it starts with having a really well-defined mission and values and communicating that to your people over and over again through multiple media channels. I like to listen to podcasts, but I don't really like to watch live television because I want that async. Some people prefer the live. So it's all about, again, Discovering where your people are and meeting them. And you know, what an over overwhelming task. Think about how many different personality types there are and how many different kinds of people there are. It's hard for companies to be everything for everyone. And I think in some cases it's fine for companies to say, oh, it didn't work out. I mean, attrition is it's it's there for a reason, but when we've got the right people. We want to make sure that we keep them around so it's about having those conversations.
0: Jessica, I appreciate your perspective, and I think you've helped to remind us that there isn't a peanut butter approach to engagement. Um, It's very unique to the mission and values of your organization, but it's also very unique to the individual. And so it's our job as managers and leaders and HR professionals to really have a good understanding of our people and get back to you know, uh, as a catchphrase, putting the human back in HR, right? And getting down to the nitty gritty of that. So thanks for taking a few minutes of your day to talk to me.
1: It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Palocity, a leading HCM provider that frees you from the tasks of today so you can focus more on the promise of tomorrow. If you'd like to submit a topic or appear as a guest on a future episode, email us at pctytalks at paylocity.com.